Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Well, we can see by the hands on the clock on the wall behind me that are exactly five hours and five minutes behind that it is time at 8.03 this Saturday morning for Drive Time Radio. I am your uh, advocate genial host, New York Vinny. We are here in the in the Esperanza Broadcasting Studios, Esperanza Media Broadcasting Studios. They are kind enough to let us use their studio to uh, to do this uh, little radio program that we do every week. And um, welcome. We are uh, not only this morning on 1150 KKNW, but we are beaming across the planet on Facebook Live. And uh, we understand that actually we have some uh, people in um, in our country's uh, war zones that are looking, listening this morning and looking. And we welcome uh, all of our service members and all of uh, our troops around the world that love cars and like to uh, get a little bit of home cooking uh, by listening and watching this show. So we thank you for your service. Uh, we thank you for listening to our show and watching our show. And uh, we pray, uh, all of us, uh, that you stay safe. Uh, no matter what you see or you think you see over here, uh, believe you me, uh, and I'm, this is as political as I'm gonna get on this show, uh, there are people, uh, everybody, um, I don't think there's a, a person I've ever run into that aren't um, supportive of the people who volunteer to go over there and, and do their country's mission. Uh, and again, uh, we are uh, we're behind you 100%, or at least my circle of people. People that listen to uh, and watch uh, uh, Mikey and Vinny during the week in Drive Time Radio. So thank you for watching over there. We hope we give you at least a couple of minutes of diversion uh, from what might be going on there. For the rest of us uh, back here in Seattle, the air is better. You can actually breathe it this morning. The air quality is up. It's still our favorite uh, weather color here, uh, Battleship Gray. But at least uh, the, uh, the, the particulate, the stuff that has been in the air around here is uh, seems to have subsided uh there are green lights where there were reds and that's a good thing if you're driving or if you're breathing so we're lucky in that uh respect that we um that we have the ability to uh, at, at least go outdoors once again now the weather is rainy out so certainly uh you got to be careful but i will give you a tip <clears throat> and one thing that i uh I do believe uh, if you get an opportunity and if you can, please um, change, if you get a chance, change that air filter, not your engine's air filter, although that might be a good idea as well, but invest a few bucks and change that particulate filter if you have a car so equipped with an air cleansing system, uh, change that filter once again. Uh, it's not that expensive, and the particulate stuff that gets caught up in there from the outside over this past week or so um, could really um, hinder the work that that filter does. So please, um, if you get an opportunity and you can afford to do it, <clears throat> please change that filter and uh, keep you and your family, uh, your family a little bit safer as uh, you motor through. Uh, this little uh, life of ours that we are uh, so well engaged in. What do we got this morning for you, my uh, partner and good friend and the man that I do, Mikey and Vinny, look at the world with, or our take on the world? Michael Knight will join us in just a few minutes. We will, uh, Michael, you know, we did, um, we were doing a show out in Wenatchee and I would join him every Friday for, um, a couple of things called the drive time minute, which will actually strangely be reappearing pretty soon. And um, we had this one, I was talking about an Alfa Romeo. I think it was around the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. And some reason, somehow we got us talking about Alfa Romeos and Michael wrote an introduction uh, to the Alfa Romeo. Uh, that was one of the best things I'd ever heard on any kind of car show anywhere. Uh, short of, um, you know, Ed Big Daddy Roth playing some kind of mouth harp. Um, 
So I asked, looked for it, and I wanted to replay it because it is the 100th anniversary of Alfa Romeo this year, and, and we, uh, I couldn't find it. We both couldn't find it, so we thought, okay, we'll have Michael recreate it, and that's exactly what he's done this morning. He's recreated uh, that opening, and it's worth listening to. If you are an Alfa Romeo fan, or you're just a fan of uh, well-written, good radio, uh, it's worth uh, it's worth a few moments of your time. And Michael's going to come on at eight fifteen. We'll probably keep him on um, throughout uh, some of the rest of the show as we move through some things. We are going to take a look at um, you know a, a few months ago. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, around Fourth of July. We reviewed the Toyota Supra. Last week, I got a chance to drive the 2021 Toyota Supra, a um, car that has increased horsepower and a few other little tweaks here and there, and um, found it to be uh, even, even more scintillating, even more engaging, and even more... Uh, I don't know if you could how you improve on a car like that, but you do, and they did, and we will talk about that uh, coming up in our uh, drive time road test a little later in the show. We got some news for you coming up as well, and uh, so we have a, an exciting, exciting show uh, planned for you. Of course, if uh, everything goes off as uh, as planned, and as I have learned. And if you caught the beginning of the show, you'll know that we at times, uh, you know, are technically challenged, but we try to get it done. <laughs> and we certainly do. How you doing this? Are you doing okay? How's your your car running all right? Everything, um, you know, everything going good? What do you hear? What do you say? Is what I always like to say to people. Uh, you know, it's, it's just checking in on everybody. It's, um, uh, for me, I had to, you know, I had a good week. Um, it topped off last night by a dinner with my good friend, Mike Brown. And, uh, you know, for those of you around Seattle know Mike Brown, um, we'll find a better man in the world than Mike Brown, uh, I don't think. And he and I are working on something that we will uh, watch our Facebook page uh, because um, we're not going to do it this weekend, but we have something planned for next weekend. Uh, a live event on Sunday uh, that uh, you could come out to. We're just waiting to uh, cross some of the T's and dot some of the I's. And uh, we will have an announcement on the Facebook page about that and uh, our other social media channels, Twitter and um, Instagram and anything else that we're on uh, of uh, an event that we are going to do a socially distanced, um, hopefully outdoors event that you can come to and uh, watch a uh, football game with us and do some good in the process. So that will, we'll talk about that uh, at length next week. And it'll be, uh, as I said, uh, it'll, it'll be a lot of, uh, hopefully a lot of fun. And the first of uh, a bunch of things that we are going to do around football, this football season. So keep that in mind and uh, we should have a ton of fun doing that. And, um, you know, we, we, we're trying to uh, work within the limits of what we have here with COVID and trying to at least, uh, you know, pe- listen, people are dying to socialize. They're dying to talk to each other. They're dying for that human contact. But we don't want you to die of COVID in the process. So as we look at things and make sure that things are okay and we won't do any kind of event where we think you'll be in danger, or anything like that. We're not crazy. And masks and social distancing will obviously be required at any of these events that we do. But it's, um, you know, it's time that we, uh, that if we can do it safely, uh, get out there and watch a football game and hear people um, cheering and hear people, even if it's muffled in their mask, you know, um, start to live a bit again. And again, as long as we do it safely, as long as you do it within parameters of the, the, the proper guidelines uh, that um, the CDC has set out of wearing masks and washing your hands and keeping socially distanced from each other, 
um, you know, we'll see how it how it works. See if we can make it happen, and go all get together on a Sunday. Or um, we'll also have a car oriented event coming up as well. But uh, we'll have more information on that. I am this morning wearing my first piece of Seattle Kraken gear paraphernalia uh, for you friends back out in Pittsburgh. This is the uh, the, the dragon-like logo of the hockey team that will be playing here next year, the expansion team. And we, uh, uh, Seattle, I think is going to be a huge market for hockey. If you're in Pittsburgh, I would strongly suggest that um, you figure out a way to uh, come out here and watch the Penguins when the uh, when uh, they visit the Kraken. I don't know how the hockey schedule is going to work. We all don't know. But if there's an opportunity to do that, I believe that uh, my friends from Pittsburgh will love the city of Seattle and uh, enjoy and actually find Seattle to be <laughs> somewhat like Pittsburgh in many ways. And one day when I have more time, I'll explain that to you. But uh, the two cities, uh, you know, it's odd that they were thrown together in this, um, you know, 2005 Super Bowl thing that didn't turn out well for Seattle, turned out okay for Pittsburgh. Uh, we can argue all day about was it, you know, the, the referee calls and everything. You can't change what happened. It is uh, truly is what it is. And so we move on now and we uh, move on to a situation where uh, the two cities, uh, you compare them and you look, you see they're a lot more alike than you really think in so many ways. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that in days to come as well but uh the kraken are um and you know i wanted metropolitans to be honest with you as far as the name but what are you gonna do i'm not writing out the checks so i don't get to choose the name i don't know how exactly i know people submitted names and i mean kraken sounds a little weird to me but hey you know what we live we live in an ever-changing world and what uh, what once sounded weird now sounds normal doesn't it yeah, it, it really does. Um, all right. We, um, by the way, we did, um, we got a chance this week to take a look at the Nissan Z car. Uh, Nissan has uh, offered up a prototype of what the, the upcoming new uh, Z car will look like. Um, I, I thought it was interesting looking. You can go to our drive time page and there's a picture of it up there. It was uh, presented to the uh, public earlier this week, and I thought it looked a lot like a, what would be deemed a current or a couple of years ago, Z. But um, the Z car people are very controversial about it. Some, things, some think it, it doesn't look retro enough. Some think it looks too much like the, uh, the current uh, Z so, and anytime you introduce a car like this, you have that problem. You're going to have people that are going to go uh, one way or the other. So I'll tell you what, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. We'll get Michael Knight up with us. We'll talk some Alfa Romeo history on the 100th anniversary of Alfa Romeo. Uh, if you are one of those people that laugh at hybrids, don't. They're leading to 24 hours of Le Mans right now. So... <laughs> Yes, a hybrid, uh, matter of fact, two of them from Toyota are out front in the um, 24 hours of Le Mans. So uh, if you, when you, when you pass that Prius today and you're cursing them for going slow, just remember Le Mans, he's going faster than the Honda you're driving or the Ford, for that matter, that you are driving as well. All right, quick break here, and we will get you uh, up to speed on Alfa Romeo. It's drive time. It's Saturday morning. Uh, we'll also have coming up for you in the show, Yo Vinny, what are you driving this week? Uh, Nathan's uh, stellar part that he plays every week. We will not miss that, believe you me. Uh, I think Nathan's entire family would be upset if they didn't hear that. And I don't want to get in trouble with Nathan or his family or his friends. I'm New York Vinny. This is Drive Time Radio. Stick around. There's more to come right here on 1150 KKNW. <laughs> 
attraversate soltanto al segnale verde, mai nel mezzo della strada. Cross at the green, not in between. Geht darüber de gas norden, wenn es green, nicht ergis zwischen den mitten vom block. It means cross at the corner, never in the middle of the block. Don't walk until the light turns green. Always cross at corners where motorists expect you and where you can see them. Cross at the green, not in between. In any language, it's a way of life. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Use your eyes to look up. Use your ears to hear. Walk up to the corner when the coast is clear. And wait, and wait until you see the light turn green. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Drive Time Radio. Uh, on 1150 KKNW, New York, Vinny hanging out with you. And with me, if you are on Facebook Live, you can see him. And if you're just driving along this morning and listening to our show, you might uh, think you can Los see Los Angeles, me. California, and eagerly waiting to drive up I-5 to the clean air of Seattle is on my good friend and uh, longtime partner, Michael Knight. Mikey, how are you? Good morning, Vinny. Happy, happy uh, morning show to everybody. Your show's on too early, by the way. Could you move it to like 10 o'clock, man? I, I'm not used to the early morning hours. Hard for, hard, for, hard for me to believe that I actually said that, but it's true. Every Saturday morning at about <clears throat> 5.15, yeah, I think that same exact thing. Should we, we gotta move, move this, this to a, a decent hour, an hour when people are cognizant of what's going on? You know, 10 o'clock in the morning. But now when you do the morning show, do that. when you do a morning show, when you get to 8 o'clock, I mean, you're home free. It's like the the most of the most of the work's already been done. You just gotta you just gotta skate skate till nine o'clock, and then that last hour is nothing but fun and fun and games. Funny games, uh, things like you can't do that or you should do this, or so many different things. I thought of uh, you last night at exactly eleven thirty eight. Where was I at eleven thirty eight? No, I was thinking of you at eleven thirty eight oh. p.m. last night because I was startled from my sleep by a four point six earthquake here in Los Angeles as we were all awakened. Wow. And we thought, well, what the hell, is, you know, Ginsburg is dead. What the hell, is, uh, what, what can happen? What, what, what has the devil in store for us this day? And we didn't even make it to the next day, but 1138 PM, 4.6. And what it is, is they have the San Gabriel mountains next to the San Gabriel Valley, next to the city of San Gabriel. That's too many saints in one place. So you get a trying to combine it all into one. Dangerous, dangerous stuff. The saints don't like that much. They don't like being stacked one on top of the other. And well, so yeah. it slipped. It slipped and we had a quake. Now, Mikey, I don't know if I could agree with that because, I mean, I grew up going to Catholic school and they had saints all over the place. I mean, you walk into church and uh, you got well, a about... saint here, you got a virgin there, you got a, uh, another saint over there, you got stations at a cross all along the, the walls and everything. I mean, you got saints all over the place. More saints and... than virgins, as it turns out. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got a lot of stuff going on in the church. Yeah, you, you have a few virgins, but a lot of saints. Most saints don't make it that far. One thing I want to well, wanted to mention was was it was Gabriel was not just a saint, but he was an archangel too, right? Oh uh, yeah, which I think meant that he built stuff. So he had um, no, that's an architectural angel. You know what I oh, mean? Oh okay. But why anyway, well, you, there's a virgin there. There's a saint over there. You knew you knew the way around the hall, right? Because going down the hall, you meet them all, and they're little they're little alcoves. Yeah, well, they usually have they usually cut up, you know. And that's yeah. why I said archangel because the, the arctic and the architect has to build the alcove for the saint Beautiful. to stand in. That's why the arcs have to stick together. Oh, those are orcs. I'm sorry. I'm, that's land. That's Lord of the Rings. I'm using. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy. I've never gone for that Lord of the Rings stuff. I know. Uh, that's why I refer to it because you always go. I never. I. I don't like that stuff. I don't. Yeah. Well, it's not that I don't like. You know, I had a friend that was into it to the point of overbearedness. You know how oh, yeah. somebody can get into something. And it's like all they. It's all they know, think about. And, and they're not happy. It's like people that like soccer. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. enough for them to like soccer. It's, it's very sad. But they have to make you like soccer. Yeah, you know, you have to. You know, they're not satisfied until you like soccer, and they'll do just about anything to make that happen. 
And I also <laughs> find that Lord of the Rings people um, or the Harry Potter people are kind of that same thing where it's not enough that you say, okay, I, you know, yeah, okay. I, 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 I yield. I yield to your, uh, to your version of reality. Yeah. I, uh, you know, knock yourself out. Not for me. No, they have to. They want to talk to you in terms of Frodo and you know, this and that and Gandalf and all this other. And you know what I, I mean? And there you go, though. You've got a Kraken sweatshirt on, though. See what oh, I mean? Yeah. You're, going, you're going for the dark side of mythology. I didn't. I would have called them the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so we, we have you on because you did such an eloquent version of um, of, of uh, the 100th, or actually uh, the meaning of the Alfa Romeo logo. And it is the 100th anniversary of Alfa Romeo. And I suggest to anybody listening, uh, even if you're not an Alfa Romeo fan, if take, you take, take a look want at the to logo. learn about um, Italian cars and, and, and really beautiful, sleekly built, wonderfully built cars with one of the weirdest logos in the world, uh, that you jump on the Alfa Romeo website and virtually visit. That This is one of the great things about this pandemic. There's not many great things about it, but one of them is, is that uh, many of these museums, which are now starting to open again, have figured out a way to attract people while they've been closed, and that is to go online and to um, you know, show what they have. Uh, the Peterson in Los Angeles, the Automotive Museum down there, right has there done a wonderful room. job of every every Saturday going into their uh, vault where they keep all their uh, all that you know really cool cars that they don't have out on the floor and showing you what they have. The LeMay Museum up here has done the same thing, and Alfa Romeo has done that with their Alfa Romeo Museum in uh, Italy. Uh, I suggest that you go on their website uh, or Google Alfa Romeo Museum or Alfa Romeo 100 and check it out. But you did that, um, uh, an introduction to Alfa Romeo a few years ago when we were uh, both uh, toiling on, uh, well, you were toiling on the radio. I was visiting you every week in Wenatchee. Um, and it was one of the best things that I'd ever heard in a, in a car show. Well, so, I don't know. If, um, I don't know if we. I don't know if we can equal that, but we'll give it a go because well, I have no, I, I have have no idea what I said. And talk about um, um, uh, the beautiful brand that has one of the most unusual logos in the world, the Alfa Romeo. And it couldn't happen anywhere else, Vinny. Let's look at the word uh, spelling for starters. It's Alpha. You think it's A L P H A, like an Alpha and Omega, but it is not. It is A L F A, and it's an automobile renowned for its hood badge. I'm going to have to read this because I wrote it or its logo or look at it this way. It's an artful ornament made of the symbiology of history, medieval imagery, and the Italian imagination. Consider this morning on New York Vinny's program, the logo of the Italian automobile Alfa Romeo. The first word Alfa is the initial representation of the name of an automotive company that was founded back in June of 1910. Anomina Lombarda Fabrica Automobili, translated from the Italian, as Vinny will tell you, it stands for the Lombard Automobile Factory Public Company, or Alpha. Not a name, but a representation of the name itself. How did such a logo arrive in Milano, the home of Alfa Romeo? How, Michael? As it turns out, Vinny, it couldn't have landed anywhere else. A man named Romano Cateno designed the logo after being inspired while waiting for the tram, the number 14 tram downtown Milano. High on the wall of Felorete Tower were several interpretations of the Bisconi Visconteo, which everyone in town knows about. Everyone knows about it because it's the coat of arms of the city of Milan and the Visconti family that ruled Milano in medieval times. What is the coast? It is the red cross on the left and the serpent eating the man on the right. Or so we thought. It's important to remember that the word Bisconi means grass snake keep that in mind why is that in the why is that in the the coat of arms of the city it's the icons association with milan stems from the bronze serpent souvenir brought back from the city of constantinople during the crusades by you know arnolf of Asaggio. he was the archbishop of milan from 998 to 1018 or as we say in italian a long time ago long time ago during the time of the crusades aton visconti who was the founder of the giant and powerful visconti family became a knight and fought against the noble Saracen knights on the Syrian desert. And Otoni beat the Saracen, and following the tradition of the time, he took the symbols from the Saracen that he carried on his shield, which turned out to be 
a human in the mouth of a snake. And that's the way we always thought it was, that the snake was eating the human. And actually, it's not. The human is coming out of the snake, emerging a new man, purified and renewed. The man emerges from the dragon or the serpent in the ceremony of rebirth, also curling and forming itself into the perfect circle of completion and power, sometimes known as the Ouroboros, or the serpent, interpreted as the symbol of eternal cyclic renewal of life, death, and rebirth. See? On the Alpha logo, the serpent is wearing a golden crown and is presented on the background of baby blue. On the right, we see the red cross in the field of white, edged in gold, the same gold used for the world's Alpha Romeo in the shield that's designed to be completed with the golden strands twisted on each side into a figure eight of Sabaudian knots, which is symbolically used in the iconography of the Kingdom of Italy until the 1880s, and thus displayed on the background of the circle of deep blue. So, drive an Alpha, be reborn, possess the power of the past, take part in the mystery of the future, and enjoy the precision and the artistry of the present when you drive an Alfa Romeo on its 100th birthday. Uh, and I made a mistake. It's 110, Michael, not 100. 110 years, okay? But in, yeah, well, when you're talking about that range of time, I mean, does 10 years really matter all that much? Now, when you're talking about the Crusades, and that's apparently where it came from, the, uh, I wonder how many people, though, look at that logo and say, why is the snake eating the man? And it's a really good question. The answer well, is, yeah, he's, yeah, I mean, I always not. that when I saw it. He's not eating them. He's coming out. He's emerging. Coming new. out. Well, they should put an arrow. Yeah, this way out. Yeah, you know, or um, maybe put him with the head coming out so that he's smiling and waving. He doesn't have any expression on his face, which leads us to believe in a sort of a medieval way that something might be wrong. Nah, everything's fine. And his name, by the way, is Giovanni. Well, I think Giovanni, uh, I, I think we know a little bit more about um, Alfa Romeo uh, than we did now. Some of the Alfa Romeos, um, and I have to check back on this because I always remember there to be a shamrock um, on yes. the fenders of some of them cars. Yes, I don't know why. I don't know the meaning behind that. And I got, I got to look into that. Maybe that's your next assignment is to. Uh... <laughs> I think, I think each leaf of the shamrock might, rep might, might represent a, a barrel of carburation, but I don't know. Yeah, or, or you know, listen. For many of us in the '40s, '50s, and '60s, or '50s and '60s in New York, uh, we were a product of uh, Italian and Irish families. Hard to so believe. Yeah. Maybe you know it was a product of putting Italians and Irish together, they decide, well, let's slap a, uh, my wife is nagging me because all I have is this guy and this snake on the logo. Let me slap a, you know, I don't know that's how my father would have handled it. He would have said, okay, slapped a, a shamrock on the, um, on the fender of the car and said, and we're good. All right, Dorothy, you're good. Yeah, it's Dorothy. <laughs> you're done. Thank you. Here we go. <laughs> Which reminds me, for some reason, the Tappet brothers always had a girl named Donna in their iconography. Donna was always driving a, a Camaro or a Mustang. That's they a Donna girls, car. They had girls. They had girls in their neighborhood named Donna that drove hot cars. Yes. They, yeah. They had, Donna, uh, Tina. Yeah. Look and out, Marie. Just look the hell out. Just those three names probably uh, you could find if you went through the motor vehicle registrations. You probably could pretty easily find. Um, <laughs> You know, women that owned cars, uh, or they were usually registered in names of shell corporations um, that, uh, you know, fronts that were, um, you know, questionable at best because it's business who own trucking companies that hold garbage bought them those cars. It's not personal, it's business. It's not personal, it's just business. It's not Nothing personal. personal. Nothing personal here. I'm telling you that in, in advance. Hey, this is the first time we've been on the radio in Seattle in how many years? Well, since uh, I was in Cairo, I believe, back yeah, in, uh, right. in the late 90s. I forgot about that when I played the part of Lucky Venus. Yes, you used to come on every week from the home. And uh, but you actually, if I remember right, didn't you come up one? Uh, you were there one weekend or something. I was there one weekend. We did a show together. And the so were the Sonics playing? I think they were. The Sonic's still in town? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they were. They were. I remember I went to the game, now I recall. And um, I don't know why I was there. 
Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why either, but you were. And um, <clears throat> I think it was one of those times where we took a flyer and we said, let's uh, let's just come up and do this live and we'll have some fun. And maybe the program director will hear it and fall in love with it and uh, put us on like we uh, like we're doing right now. I think I think he I think he did hear it and advised us both to get into real estate, as I recall. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I've gotten it. It's kind of funny you mention that because I know several people that um, are in real estate now that used to be on the radio, to be, radio. Seems to be a thing. You don't get blown out quite as often. I will say that the good thing about radio is you get blown out a lot. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, Michael, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but, uh, you know, um, there are certain skills that you carry with you from radio. If you don't want to go into radio sales or something like that, that I'm sure are useful in um, in real estate sales. Oh, yeah, of course. Just being personable. Being Yeah. I mean, being... my friends, uh, Ron and Don, uh, as uh we're doing afternoon drive at Cairo two years ago. Now we're selling real estate. Together? Yes. They do everything together? They, they're Ron and Don. They've traveled near and far talking about incredible things. All right. Whatever works for them. Good job, Ron and Don. Yeah, so now they're, uh, now they're selling uh, real estate. Uh, Ron Upshaw and Don O'Neill are selling real estate out there. And um, I, I guess, from what I understand, they're doing well at it, so... Well, uh, what's the market like in Seattle right now? Is it upset like everything else? Um, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm looking for low-income housing right now. So. <laughs> that's what. No, that's, it's, uh, it's um, I think it's calmed down a bit uh, with the recent, uh, as it probably has in many places. Um, I know that San Francisco is is really down, and um, you know, maybe that's something that we should look up for our Monday uh, our Monday show. Michael and I do a show Monday. Wednesday and Friday, uh, right here on Facebook Live, and we join people and try to make sense out of or fun of um, everything in the world that's going on. And if you want to hear that show on KKNW, well, good luck. It's not on KKNW, but it could no, be. It could be every morning. Us, well, yeah, if we came up with cash, we could buy the morning, you know. Um, but we'll see. All right, um, Michael. On with your show, Vinny. Have a good one. It's wonderful. Thank you for your contribution. Uh, now go to work on that shamrock in a, in a couple of weeks. Maybe we'll jump on it and find out what that shamrock is. As you wish. Tell me when you need. Tell me when the deadline is, and we'll get we'll get the answer to the shamrock on the Alfa Romeo. By the okay. way, they usually they usually come in red, but there's a black one in my neighborhood that's really nice. So a you black know you, shamrock? No, a black uh, Alfa Romeo. Oh, I was going to say. I mean, I know things were rough with air pollution, but. <laughs> When the shamrocks turn back, it's time not to touch your shillelagh anymore. Don't touch your shillelagh if you can avoid it. And Do not I touch will, your shillelagh at all costs. I'll be in touch with you later, providing the earthquake doesn't hit another time. Peace, uh, love, and Manischewitz, brother. Out you go, Vinny. See you all Monday right, at 10 there goes Michael Knight, uh, who uh, joined, uh, as I said, joined us for that uh, look into Alfa Romeo. And we will also um, hear from him. And, and again, you can hear from both of us uh, daily. Well, no, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 a.m. Seattle time, uh, 1 o'clock Eastern time on Facebook Live. We've been doing it all summer, and it's got rave reviews by really nobody. And so um, we continue to do it because we're two guys that uh, are looking for a home on the radio. So by all means, please tune us in. Warning, it is political talk uh, as well as our take on the world. And everything that's going on in it, we do sports and we do a lot of a lot of different stuff. So uh, please uh, listen to us. All right, take a quick break here. We got uh, our cartoon of the week. Also, Yovani, what are you driving this week? And we'll do our drive time road test, kind of a supplemental edition of the uh, 2021 Toyota Supra. Uh, also, uh, the question. Has Ford versus Ferrari made the 24 Hours of Le Mans um, more popular this year? We'll, we'll discuss that as well. It's Drive Time Radio, Saturday morning, 11.50 a.m. KKNW. Coming, the new 1956 Nash, Thursday, November 17th. It's the world's finest travel car. Built for the long run, designed for the most fun, Nash is the long-distance car. It's sweet on the byways and sweet on the highways. The Nash is ahead by far. 
See the greatest travel cars ever built. The beautiful new Nash Ambassador and Statesman. Brilliant new beauty. Blazing new power. Exclusive new travel features. They're years ahead of all other cars. The new 1956 Nash, Thursday, November 17th at your Nash dealers. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. We're at 1150 KKNW. Drive time radio. New York City in here at... uh... Saturday morning at 8 o'clock, as we are every week. We are also this week on Facebook Live. We want to make this a regular thing as well. So please let us know if you are uh, watching or listening on Facebook. And don't forget that you can also get our podcast at um, Apple, Stitcher, and uh, what is our third one? Anchor. So between all those three... um, you can get our podcast, and I will tell you that the Anchor podcast includes uh, the next features. The on, on the Stitcher and the Apple, we can't, for licensing reasons, use the uh, cartoon of the week. But because Anchor is run by a consortium of music companies, they have the licensing rights to most of the songs that uh, we use on Drive Time Radio. So if you pick Drive Time Radio up from there, you um, you get the um, the Drive Time cartoon of the week as well, instead of just me introducing it and a blank space. Or actually what we do is we have Nathan sing um, our cartoon of the week on those other versions, and he just does a wonderful karaoke version of whatever the cartoon of the week is, and it's uh, kind of fun. So... You want Nathan, you go to Apple and Stitcher. You want uh, the actual song, you go to Anchor. Speaking about our cartoon of the week, we invite this week um, uh, a band that uh, really doesn't need much of an introduction. If you were, if you had a mullet, you uh, you knew this band. Uh, we're actually going to bring Nathan in here to talk a little bit because we did a first this morning. We let Nathan choose our cartoon of the week, and uh, I think he probably... Well, we'll know in a minute, has chosen well. Good morning, Nathan. How are you? Hey, good morning. It's great view out of the window this morning. It's, uh, it's, good. it's good to see, uh, see that the rest of the world is still there, isn't it? Definitely. I was almost concerned because on Sunday, I could barely even see 405. I mean, it's just like 25%, and we're like maybe only two or three football fields away from it. So that just tells you how bad the smoke was. Yeah, and uh, for those of you who may not be familiar, the studios of 1150 KKNW uh, are, if you look out the window, you can see Seattle and the skyline of Mercer Island and everything. And when you can't see that, you know that you're in trouble. Right. Anyway, so for the Cartoon of the Week, we got a song that's really familiar, especially if you're a car enthusiast, it's Panama by Van Halen. And during the bridge of the song, we're... Uh, Ross says, I can barely see the road from the heat coming off. It's actually playing Eddie Van Halen revving his 1972 Lamborghini Mura S in the background. And the reason why I suggested a song for today, too, is because of, you know, 24 hours of Le Mans. Everybody's out there driving a race car. And we, as normal civilians, in our typical day-to-day uh, grocery getter cars, we kind of want to feel like we're driving a race car during this time. And I think there's no better song to just put on to your Bluetooth or hear it on the radio, play it on the aux cord in your car, than Panama Canal, or not Panama, <laughs> than Panama by <laughs> Van Halen. And it really makes you feel like you're driving a race car with a high octane energy of this song. Well, I like your thinking. I like your reasoning. So why don't we uh, take a listen to um, Panama from Van Halen? There you go. 
a beautiful, beautiful version of Panama, our cartoon of the week here on 1150 KKNW. New York Vinny here with you on Drive Time. That one picked out by our producer, Nathan. Uh, Nathan, tell me a little bit more about why why that song struck you. Well, just like I said before the song played, just every time I listen to that song, I feel like I'm driving a race car. And with the Mons being uh, active right now as we speak, everybody wants to drive a race car right now. Yeah, it really kind of feels like that, especially if you uh, get on 405 anytime after 11 o'clock at night. Certainly feels like everybody is trying to drive a race car. And that is our cartoon of the week. Now, Nathan, let me ask you a question. You uh, Are you watching the 24 hours of Le Mans? Well, I'm at work right now, so <laughs> can't really watch it at the moment, but it's something that I'm going to turn on once I get home and watch it on the big screen TV and catch up with the race. Um, it, now, are you somebody who was peaked into that because of um, – uh, did, did you – did you watch it before, or is this like the first year? Because I'm trying to figure out if the movie Ford versus Ferrari, which was in, you know extremely popular early this year um, and late last year, you know, has has made people kind of tune in and and check out the 24 Hours of Le Mans where they might not have before. You know, I actually haven't seen that movie yet, but one thing I really do like about Le Mans is. It's a circuit race as opposed to, you know, just an oval track. And I've always liked uh, seeing how people compete through the chicanes and the straights and really take a lot of technicality into overtaking the opposing racers rather than just slipstreaming behind the car in front of you. And yeah, it a- really does bring, and I've watched it um, on several occasions. I, I liked it a lot when I was a kid. I was always a, fr- uh, um, a fan of the Ford Chaparral. Uh, excuse me, the Chevy Chaparral. I said I just made a I just made a horrible mistake. I called the Chaparral a Ford. Um, I was always a fan of the Chevy Chaparral, which was around in the uh, middle '60s and early '70s. And um, I always liked the idea. And, and you didn't have it on. You know, you had to wrap up back then on Wide World of Sports, so you had to either read the newspaper or or a magazine to really get the gist of, you know, what it was. Um, what it was doing and what was going on, uh, which didn't come out until later or, you know, or, or things like motor trend or no websites or anything like that, or, or, you know, even like I say, tell, you know, racer channels or anything like that. You have unprecedented access today into that car. As a matter of fact, I've been watching a feed all morning of a camera inside one of the uh, race cars. And if you ever thought that you wanted to be a race driver, um, watch this feed for about 10 minutes and I think more than likely you'll say to yourself, my, that Chevy Vega I drive is comfortable. (laughs) It's kind of tight in there. A big guy like me wouldn't stand a chance in that thing. And we, uh, you know, and and you, you know, you do. I mean, if you really start to, uh, uh, as you look at it, I I got a little claustrophobic. Anyway, that's our, Panama Van Halen is our um, uh, cartoon of the week. And um, we also want to get in the uh, Yo Vinny, of course. What are you driving this week? So, Nathan, it's your it's your turn, man. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan, I thought you'd never ask. I thought we would get to eight fifty nine fifty, and we wouldn't hear those dulcet uh, tones asking me what I'm driving this week. But this week, I am driving the Toyota t- uh, the Toyota Tundra um, TRD Pro pickup truck. And this is a lot of truck, man. I'm telling you, this is a truck you can stretch out. And uh, when the air was um, was crappy uh, earlier in the week, uh, I took my daughter and this truck, and we drove up to the top of, uh, you know what Tinkham Road is out there on, uh, on I-90? Uh, as you head up to the pass, we got off. We went up to the top of the mountain and looked down into nothing because you couldn't see much of anything. Uh, but it was nice just to be up on top of everything as opposed to under it. I think that runs about 4,500 feet up, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, you know, up to the top of the mountain and back with ease and no problems whatsoever. You, you always felt like you were large and in charge in this truck. So really a, a, a spectacular uh, view of what's going on. And... 
Uh, one of the reasons I like the Tundra, and this has really nothing to do with anything else, except that I grew up eating a lot of Raisin Bran. And, and I call this truck Raisin Bran for one reason. And Nathan, I'm going to ask you, do you have any idea why I call this truck um, Raisin Bran? Um, no. I'm trying to think about it. it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think you got me stumped. It has two scoops on the hood. Ah, oh, I need a rim shot now. You know, the popular line of Raisin Bran is two scoops, right? And uh, the Tundra, for some godforsaken reason, that I'm not still not 100% sure about, nobody seems to answer except that it's a design thing. Uh, the Tundra has two, not one, but two hood scoops uh, in its hood. has an upper one that I guess uh, forces air into the uh, air cleaner, and then a, a lower hood scoop on the lip or front of the um, hood that probably uh, I would think if automotive logic would and again don't always apply automotive logic here you'll be in trouble but I think the second scoop probably uh, has something to do with forcing air into the uh, radiator and air conditioning condenser and oil cooler set up in the front to make the car or the truck I should say run a little bit cooler so that's um that's what I'm driving this week. And by the way, it is a, um, the color on this is army green. And, uh, man, if you, uh, <laughs> it, it certainly is one of the more interesting colors out there. Um, for the fact that every time I've pulled into a, um, a place to grab something to eat or to, to run into a, um, a store or something like that. Invariably, there's somebody standing outside looking at the truck and asking me, well, what color is that? Now, I, I mean, obviously, I could be a wise ass and uh, explain to them that it's, uh, well, it's army green. What do you think? But there seems to be a fascination with this color from people uh, that I don't quite understand. I have asked a couple of people, and the best I've gotten is, well, it's a pretty color. And it is a pretty color, but uh, it's uh, it's more than that. There's something going on with this color, and I can't figure it out, and I will endeavor in the few days uh, left that I have the truck uh, to find that out. Uh, by the way, we did get a solid date on the Corvette. Uh, it will be here in the second half of uh, October. We will have that for a week to drive that car around. And to um, and I think that's going to be a week where I spend almost the entire week, 24 hours a day in the car. Uh, I, you know, taking it somewhere where, you know, maybe a few places where you can have some, uh, some fun with it. But we are going to uh, see if we can get that car out on the track as well and um, kind of put it through its paces a little bit uh, and see what, uh, you know, see if we can get it up to uh, Monroe or down to PIR or something like that and get it, uh, you know, just get a little uh, track time in that uh, that beautiful car uh, because I'm, I'm excited. As you know, I'm a Corvette guy and I love these things. All right, time now for the Drive Time Radio Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, we got an old friend back. Uh, and, and in not too short order, but we uh, caught it. We caught the Toyota Supra, uh, the GR, uh, which stands for Gazoo Racing, which I love if you're a Flintstone fan, fan you know what that, Mr. Gazoo. Um, but the um, we had the 2020, I don't know, at the beginning of the summer. So we had it probably in, uh, in May sometime. And uh, so I got a call a couple of weeks ago saying we want you to drive the 2021, which has improved over the 2020. Now, I didn't know how they could improve this car uh, because there was um, it was so um, perfect. I mean, really, from the design of the car uh, to the silhouette up against the sun, to the driving dynamics, to everything in this car, uh, the space, I mean, the only complaint about the car, and it's not really a complaint, is that it can be, if you are tall, even if you're not tall, a little tough to get into. You have to 
do some contortions. But, I mean, I think that's a sports car. That's what you buy when you buy a sports car is uh, most sports cars are not easy in and out. Uh, most sports cars, you're going to have to, uh, you know, make a move here, make a move there to get in and out of the car. And this one's a hard top. And it has that great split domed roof uh, that is tall on the left, tall on the right, lower in the middle for air dynamics. And uh, it, you know, it once you're in there, it's very, very comfortable. I took a couple of long trips with this car and was nothing but comfortable in it. The only thing I would advise is you don't want to sleep in it. Uh, there's just not room for that, but you can fit a pair of golf, uh, a set of golf clubs in the back. Uh, but the 2021 Supra, what they did with this car is they improved the engine. Uh, they brought out, uh, there's a four cylinder version that's out, uh, but there's also uh, the one I drove had the three liter, six cylinder uh, twin turbo uh, up to 382 horsepower from I think 330 and you can definitely feel the improvement in horsepower in this car uh, you get it out on an open road you really get a chance to uh, to see what it's all about everything else is pretty much the same uh, comfortable interior uh, great handling characteristics I took it up the uh, up through the Cascade uh, mountains and through the national park up there and it was a spectacular handled those roads perfectly um did everything that you needed it to do so again this is an addendum to the uh to the uh, review of before if you had a chance uh, and you want to go drive one of these in a dealership do it and if you're thinking about a sports car it's a great place to uh, own and buy a now newly improved actual sports car the toyota 2021 Toyota Supra a GR, certainly uh, at the top of the list of sports cars in my book. And that is going to put another edition of Drive Time Radio into the books. Thank you to Nathan. Thank you to Michael Knight for joining us. We hope you learned a little bit more about cars uh, than you knew when you started things uh, on the show back at 8 o'clock. We will catch up with you next week at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning if the Lord's will and the creek don't rise. Everybody have a good weekend. Bye-bye.